President Tsai Ing-wen has been awarded the 2020 John McCain Prize for Leadership in Public Service. The award, which was announced on Monday, recognizes her leadership of Taiwan in the face of Chinese aggression. The president wrote on Facebook that the award does not recognize her own accomplishments, but those of all the people of Taiwan. The John McCain Prize is conferred by the Washington-based Halifax International Security Forum, which gets funding by the Canadian government. Its decision to honor Tsai was made despite pressure from the Canadian government to avoid provoking Beijing. Ping-wen is now arguably the most powerful female politician in the Chinese-speaking world. In a video released Monday, President Tsai was announced as the winner of the 2020 John McCain Prize for Leadership in Public Service. The video featured threatening sound bites from Chinese leader Xi Jinping, contrasting them with Tsai saying Taiwan would not give in. It showed footage of Tsai saying that her re-election in 2020 was a clear message to China from Taiwan's people. It also touched on Taiwan's success in containing the COVID pandemic, despite Chinese intervention to exclude Taiwan from the World Health Organization. The John McCain Prize for Leadership in Public Service is awarded in honor of late U.S. Senator John McCain. The accolade aims to honor McCain's pursuit of freedom, equality, opportunity, and democratic values. In 2018, the award went to the people of the Greek island of Lesbos for their valiant actions to rescue refugees fleeing conflict in the Middle East. In 2019, it was awarded to the people of Hong Kong for their brave fight for their rights. Tsai is now its newest recipient. At a Taipei cybersecurity conference, a reporter asked the president to comment on the award, but Tsai did not respond. Through a spokesperson, the president said the award was an affirmation of the efforts of all Taiwanese people. She also said that Taiwan's success in containing the COVID pandemic proved that a united Taiwan could be a force for good in the international community. She also emphasized that international recognition for its freedom and democracy was the best award Taiwan could get. Taiwan has added two more COVID cases linked to the China Airlines cluster. One is a pilot who received one dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine on April 22nd, but still tested COVID positive on May 4th. The other case is a flight attendant, the first flight attendant to be affected by China Airlines outbreak. Case number 1153 is a Taiwanese male in his 30s who is a pilot for China Airlines. He was in the U.S. on assignment between April 16th and April 18th. After returning to Taiwan, he quarantined at home until April 21st. He was tested before completing his quarantine and the test came back negative. He was tested again on April 25th under a special program for pilots and his RT-PCR test and an antibody test came back negative. But on May 1st, he began experiencing a fever, cough and runny nose. The health authority then arranged for him to be tested. His infection was lab-confirmed today with a CT value of 13. Case number 1154 is a Taiwanese woman in her 20s and a flight attendant for China Airlines. She was in the U.S. on assignment between April 22nd and April 25th. After returning to Taiwan, she quarantined at home until April 28th. She was tested before completing her quarantine and the test result was negative. On the evening of April 29th, she was sent to a centralized quarantine facility. She was tested again on April 30th and her RT-PCR test and an antibody test came back negative. On May 2nd, she experienced a slight fever, dizziness and a stomach ache. The quarantine unit arranged for her to get medical care. Her case was lab confirmed today with a CT value of 14. The Central Epidemic Command Center said that the two cases had personal contact prior to their diagnosis. The pilot had been with the flight attendant at a bar in Songshan District in the early hours of April 29th. 
the flight attendant was recalled for the extended quarantine on the evening of April 29th. Officials have not yet determined whether one infected the other or if each was affected by a different source in the United States. Taiwan's tax season is officially underway. You'll have the month of May to file your return, and for the very first time, you can complete the process on a mobile phone. According to Finance Minister Su Jianrong, uh, 35% of all returns filed so far have been over the phone. inspection tour of the tax bureau, the finance minister bumped elbows with a foreign national who had come to file his tax return. Thank you. Taiwan is a very nice place. The office was much emptier than in previous years, thanks to a new feature that lets taxpayers verify their ID and file their return via smartphone. So far, mobile phone tax returns account for 35% of the total, indicating that this feature is welcomed by taxpayers. Filing by mobile is quick and painless, taking less than five minutes. The finance minister said that more features will be added to the app to enhance the user experience. We thought that smartphone image resolution would be too low for modifying tax return data, so this year we're not allowing any editing. Next year, we might try to see if we could make it possible by adjusting the software design. Say that you want to edit your information or to file using itemized deductions. We'll see if that's a possibility on a phone. At the Taipei tax office, there are pandemic precautions like transparent partitions and staff kitted out in masks and gloves. This year, taxpayers will receive a color-coded sticker after passing a fever screening and completing registration. The stickers placed on their clothing identify the purpose of their visit so that staff can guide them to the right window as soon as they enter, speeding up the taxpaying process. Last year, you had to line up. This year, you don't even have to show up. Before, the wait time on the inquiry process would take at least 10 minutes. But today, I was in and out in just three minutes, minus the wait time. It's getting easier to pay taxes. Amid the pandemic, officials suggest grabbing your phone and saving yourself the trip to the tax office. The French Chamber of Commerce and Industry is a non-profit organization created in 1991 to support trade between France and Taiwan. This year is their 30th anniversary. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang speaks with Stéphane Peden, the Chamber's general manager, to learn more about the organization. So right now I'm wearing the outfit of one of the designers. She's a French designer called Vanida Tang. Padan is from Brittany Peninsula in northwestern France. He came to Taiwan in 2006 for a university exchange in Kaohsiung. Due to his passion for helping French expats in business-related matters in Taiwan, Padan became the manager of the French Chamber of Commerce and Industry in 2017. One of his current projects is connecting the French and Taiwanese fashion industries. Right now we can see that the designers that will, be, that will showcase uh, the design, well, some of them are either linked to France or are French. Uh, in, in the future, uh, I'm sure that if they continue to, to promote this idea of sustainability and social action mixed with fashion and design, it will anyway uh, attract uh, compa companies or people to, to see what they are doing. So I'm pretty sure that if they follow this, which is pretty new, I think, in the fashion industry, uh, they will be successful and probably they, we can help them as well to, to introduce them, uh, people in France, and see how they can cooperate and bridge uh, their idea between France and Taiwan. 
The French Chamber of Commerce was established in Taiwan in 1991. The chamber has a business center in Nanjing, Fuxing, providing office rental, company registration, virtual office rental, and other services. We, we help uh, French and international businesses to come to Taiwan to do business in Taiwan and access Taiwan market. We are not only uh, working with corporate company like the big company, but we are also focusing on entrepreneurs. We have business center for that. We help them to recruit. We help them for administrative services. And once they are ready to fly with their own wings, uh, they will probably uh, continue to be a member and then they will participate to the networking event we are doing to the community. Welcome to the 2020 French Chamber of Commerce Gala Dinner. The Chamber also organizes networking events and other events every year to connect Taiwanese and French businesses. According to Padan, there's been a rise of entrepreneurs interested in working in Taiwan in the past year. Now we estimate around like 200, 250 French businesses in Taiwan. Uh, we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that are trying to come to Taiwan because either they like the country or they heard about it. During the pandemic, I didn't see a tremendous increase into uh, the entrepreneur or the corporation coming to Taiwan, but I see a real increase in the interest of the company, especially company that were in China and they couldn't, uh, maybe they were out during the Chinese New Year and they were stuck out of China. So they couldn't go back to China and stayed in Taiwan for a while, understood what it was, and right now they are thinking if they would maybe send some or part of the team to Taiwan to, to manage Asia-Pacific business. So I think in the future, especially due to this um, increase of attention from other countries during the pandemic, probably Taiwan will, will attract more and more uh, businesses. As the organization enters its 30th year, Padan wants the chamber to be even more socially responsible and to implement green initiatives. As of this year, the chamber has ditched the use of paper, going digital with its office processes. Most news, Stephanie Yang, Luo Zhizhong in Taipei. Two palanquin bearers in a Matsu parade have taken the internet by storm. A photo by the two men covered in gray ashes has gone viral on social media. The ashes were from the firecrackers set off in an annual Matsu parade held by Yulin's Beigang Chaotian Temple. Internet users praised the two palanquin bearers as real men who were, quote, too cool. The bearers hold a palanquin carrying Matsu as firecrackers explode around them. The smoke is so dense you can barely see anything. Photos of the celebration were shared on social media showing two men caked in suit, their pink lips peeking through. This image drew a flurry of appreciative comments with people calling it too cool and thanking the palanquin bearers for their hard work. One of the bearers in the photo is surnamed Chen. All cleaned up, he is completely unrecognizable. I had to shower for about an hour using dish soap. I've been doing this since I was in the seventh grade. That's about 16 or 17 years. The explosive parade gives the palanquin bearers a heavy dusting of ashes. In some photos, all you can see is their teeth. All facial expressions are lost under the black soot. During the procession, it's hard to avoid getting singed on the body and legs. For protection, we have earplugs, hats and towels. You have to make sure to wrap up your neck, or you'll get burns from the firecrackers. The Beigang Chaotian Temple in Yunlin holds one of Taiwan's three most explosive Maozu parades. Worshippers believe the louder the explosion, the more prosperity that follows, and the more impressive the deity appears. The best of processions would not be possible without the bravery, faith, and ardor of its bearers.
With pandemic fears deepening, Taiwan stocks fell nearly 1.68% on Tuesday to end below 17,000 points on record turnover. The weighted index was down by more than 500 points at its intraday low, dragged by panels, shipping and plastics. Turnover hit a new high of 664.2 billion NT dollars. This light we've seen over these past two days is likely part of consolidation pattern. For nearly a month now, stocks have continued to rise, so this downturn suggests the market is consolidating. Weakness in American tech stocks continued to weigh on the TIEX on Tuesday. Out of all the stocks listed on Taiwan's market, 722 of them fell while only 59 gained. Analysts say traders may want to take a conservative approach during the market pullback. Controversy continues over a cabinet plan to relocate the Datan liquefied natural gas terminal project. More environmental, environmentalists came forward to criticize the relocation plan on Tuesday, even as a former EPA official gave his endorsement. Announced on Monday, the plan involves pushing the project 455 meters away from its original location. Officials say this would prevent construction from harming a nearby algal reef. The executive yuan's plan to relocate the Datan LNG terminal has won approval from some environmentalists as well as a former EPA official. The relocation plan that the government proposed yesterday can indeed be conducive to denuclearization and lowering carbon emissions while improving air quality and ecological conservation. There are a great many environmentalist groups and each one has its own priorities. So there is never just one voice from environmentalists. At today's press conference, we would like to express our support for the relocation project. Our support does not mean that there is division among environmentalists. I've been torn from the beginning because there are good people on both sides. So why can't they sit together to discuss the issue? That is to say, discuss the direction for Taiwan's energy transition and how to protect the algal reef. The former EPA official had a message for the activists leading the campaign against the LNG terminal. He said he didn't want the issue to become a zero-sum game. He also said he would vote in favor of the current terminal project if the referendum were not withdrawn. In response, the Rescue Datan Algal Reefs Alliance released a statement saying that it respected but disagreed with the former official's view. It said that moving the terminal back would still impact the marine wildlife and that moving it out of Datan was the only real solution. It said the government had not released any information on the project's environmental impact assessments and it emphasized the lack of transparency. Since the people are going to be allowed to decide, you should compile all the alternative plans, including the relocation plans, and present the pros and cons. You should provide a detailed analysis, not just a simple chart. Even as dissenting voices rang out, President Tsai Ing-wen wrote on Facebook that the government had taken stock of all the views of all the parties at stake. She asked for public support for the new proposal, which was drafted after considering all the possibilities. Meanwhile, Premier Su Zhenxiang called on the activists to compromise to create a win-win situation. This decision reflects our greatest sincerity and of the greatest flexibility the power grid can afford. We look forward to our friends who insist on their relocation plan to be more understanding and to eventually support our new proposal so that we can create a win-win situation. It's indeed the case that our relocation plan will delay completion of the LNG terminal by more than two years and come at additional costs. But I think the plan can make everyone feel the government's earnestness in addressing all these critical issues.
Wang said the new relocation plan would not require dredging, resolving concerns over the algal reef while allowing Taiwan to meet its energy goals. Ahead of the referendum on the LNG terminal, officials are rushing to find ways to ease environmentalist fears. As Taiwan's population ages, the need for health and fitness facilities for the elderly only grows greater. The Health Promotion Administration hopes to attract more public health centers to join its super-age-friendly health care scheme. Through joining the certificate program, the centers redesigned their facilities to be more accessible to the elders in their community. Mrs. Wang comes to the public health center every day to get her blood pressure checked. She has a nice chat with the nurse who asks her how her health is generally. For senior citizens in Kaohsiung's Dasha district, the center is a home from home. I have been coming here to get my blood pressure tested for ages, decades. I have a family history of high blood pressure. The people here are so nice. Taiwan will officially become a super-age society in 2025. In recent years, the Health Promotion Administration has expanded and upgraded health center services for senior citizens. Buildings have become disability-friendly with new exercise rooms and equipment, enabling the elderly to keep fit together. Smart health facilities help keep records and send data about physical condition and test results to doctors online. It seems like our smart health center is quite effective, looking at our app connected to the big data. For senior citizens in the golden years, it's actually quite easy to learn how to use electronics. We cannot underestimate the fact that a super-age demographic is more than 20% of the membership at 33% of our health centers. That's 123 centers. So we have to change our services from our traditional conception of a health center to a center that is truly centered on senior citizens. We welcome the elderly to come and take up any of our resources that suit their health requirements. There are 358 public health centers nationwide. The super-age-friendly health care certificate aims to make sure the needs of the elderly stay a priority, and the Health Promotion Administration hopes the scheme will continue to expand. Hundreds of Star Wars fans gathered at the Taipei 101 building on Tuesday to celebrate May 4th, also known as Star Wars Day. Revelers turned up in their carefully crafted regalia and props while keeping face masks on at all times. Let's hear from some of the participants. All the characters, including those with helmets, are wearing face masks. We want Star Wars fans from around the world to see that even in Taiwan, we have to wear our masks. I hope the pandemic can end soon. This is the fourth time I've taken part in Star Wars Day. It took me quite long to get ready because I had to make some repairs and adjustments on the go. It cost around 40,000 to 50,000 NT. It took me an entire night to make the headpiece. I didn't sleep and I worked in it all night. The makeup took about one and a half hours. Star Wars fans big and small had a blast dressing up as their favorite characters. At the venue, there was a 3D printed model of K2SO, a droid that appears in the 2016 film Rogue One. The two meter tall model attracted a flock of excited shutterbugs. And organizers say they hope their Star Wars Day can help put Taiwan on the map. Farmers in Yulin have re reproduced their popular golden zonzu for 2021. After a hiatus due to the pandemic, 
food lovers are once more lining up for the order of the treats, which is a lighter twist on the traditional sticky rice ball. A special type of Taiwanese rice stars in the recipe with shrimps, shrieky pork and shiitake mushrooms rounding off the meal. Two bamboo leaves are wrapped tight around a scoopful of uncooked rice. Then a ladle of shallots, mushrooms, shrimps and streaky pork. It's topped off with more rice sprinkled with local yunlin peanuts and bundled up tight. In no time, the golden zongzi are bubbling in the pot, filling the room with a delicious scent. The golden rice in these zongzi is Tainong number 76, mixed with sticky rice in a 4 to 6 ratio. With only 60% sticky rice, they're less liable to cause bloating. Number 76 is a chewy and popular variety. Once, farmers broke a record to sell 30,000 of these zongzi in just 5 hours. They sell out instantly every year. We deliberately made almost 10,000 more this year, so we expect to have about 30,000 this year. The special treats were off the menu last year due to the pandemic, but now they're back. The head of the local farmers association says a price hike of 3 NT per zongzi was inevitable because of the rising cost of ingredients, but orders are as high as ever. If you're a fan, it's time to stake your claim. A boating company in Elan Sanxing Township is offering special trips to mark Mother's Day. The township is best known for its famous Sanxing onions. The local officials are working with boat operators and a local hostel to broaden the area's appeal. A lottery will allow several lucky holidaymakers to enjoy a vacation on the house. Local township officials tuck into scallion pancakes made with local spring onions. That crunchy texture is unmistakable. There's a Sanxing Township scallion pizza too and a scallion meat roll. It's almost Mother's Day and Sanxing Township Office is working with a local leisure boat business to offer trips to the Annong River from now until May 7th. There's also a lottery to win local delicacies like these, or nights in local hostels. You can get your own building at our hostel, so if you come and win the lottery, you can come back with nine friends to share a building to yourselves. We're working with the township office to celebrate Mother's Day. You can enjoy yourself in the river. There are two businesses and 240 tickets. It's an offer to come and experience river boating completely for free to celebrate Mother's Day. What better way for an exhausted mum to unwind than by floating down the river in a little boat? Sanxing officials want the township to gain a name not just for its scallions, but also for its relaxing, idyllic atmosphere. We hope this event will turn Sanxing into a tourist town and introduce more people to the township. Domestic tourism in Taiwan has never been as hot as it is this year, with national borders closed. Every town and village is dusting itself off for a spectacular summer.